0: Hello and welcome to the Forge Church Catch-Up Podcast. We're delighted that you've chosen to press play on this podcast today. My name is Johnny and I'm part of the teaching team here at the Forge. Each Sunday, our hope and prayer is to provide practical teaching directed by God that ties into everyday life. We hope that today's talk encourages you. Does God heal miraculously today? This series, When Pigs Fly, is exploring the supernatural, crazy stuff that we believe God is capable of. Do you believe that we have a God who has the power to touch a sick body and to make it well? Do we have a God that still heals today? When we look in the Bible, both the Old Testament and New Testament, healing is mentioned 138 times. And there are details of over 30 different miracles that Jesus did to heal people from sickness. Many more that aren't detailed. We have a God who can do healing miracles, that can make the sick well again, can bring sight back to the blind, can make the deaf hear the lame walk and who can even raise the dead back to life. Could he make pigs fly? Well, that's the series title because we're looking at the unbelievable but totally possible nature of miracles. And well, could God make pigs fly? I completely 100% believe he could should he want to. But more importantly, I believe God has the power to make a sick body well again. One of the first times I remember seeing a healing miracle was at the age of 16. I was with a group of young people who met every week, and there was this girl in the group, also 16, called Christine. Christine had mobility issues since a really young age, and it meant she walked with a limp and was often in excruciating pain. And this Thursday evening, she was feeling particularly low about it. The issue was something to do with her foot and her ankle. Anyway, it got to the end of the evening and as we usually did, we asked if anyone had anything they wanted prayer for. And she said for her ankle and her walking. I, for some reason, boldly said, and I remember this because I don't really know where it came from, but I said, do you want it to feel a bit better or do you want it healed and better for good? She kind of said the latter, probably felt a bit of pressure, probably didn't really want to get her hopes up too much. But we prayed for her. I laid my hand on her ankle because I knew that was what you were supposed to do. And I prayed for her ankle. No idea what I prayed. And we waited. Christine then starts smiling and she said her ankle felt warm and tingly. I asked her if it felt better and she stood up declaring to the room that the pain was gone. And she walked out of that house as confidently and easily as the rest of us that evening. Me, being a little bit sceptical, kept checking in with her for weeks to come, saying, how's your ankle? And guess what? It stayed healed. A few years later, a friend of mine and her husband walked the devastating journey of infertility. After four or five miscarriages, they eventually managed a pregnancy to turn. The due date came and went, and then at a routine appointment, they were told the news that the heart of their precious baby girl had stopped beating. I remember sobbing and crying out to God that he would do the miraculous. I believe with my whole being that should he wish, he could make that baby's heartbeat again. And I believe that the very next day they would go to the hospital and the doctors and midwives would stand back stunned because what was once dead was alive again. A few weeks later, I was at the funeral of that little baby girl. There was to be no miracle of healing on that day. And for me, this is where we struggle with our thinking around God and healing miracles. On one day, God, you'll take away my migraine, but on another, you allow a family to lose their young mum to cancer. That's just confusing. Sometimes when we believe that God can, but that he doesn't, it can unsettle us. It can rock us. It can leave us questioning the very nature of who God is. God, I knew you could, but why did my 18-year-old high school friend die of leukaemia? Why does my daughter struggle with her mental health? Why is my dad bound to living in a wheelchair? when we pray and pray and pray for a miracle and it doesn't come? I knew you could, but you didn't. And so as a result of those questions, a lot of people, maybe you included, we either conclude, based on the evidence, that either God is not real, he's not good, or that he simply just doesn't care. And what do we do with that? When we believe that God can do miracles and we can see that he has in the past, but he doesn't when I need him to, or he doesn't when I think he should. And that's what we're talking about today. And my hope is that this will answer some of those big questions, but that ultimately it will build our faith and our belief in a God that hears our prayers and can do miracles. But this is the thought that I want us to hold on to. Our God heals, but he doesn't heal everyone all of the time. Our God heals, but he doesn't heal everyone all of the time. We see this in the Bible. I've seen this in my life. You've probably seen it in your life. There's a chap called Timothy in the Bible that worked alongside Paul, who's often referred to as the founder of the church. And Timothy, this guy, apparently had stomach issues. Paul says to Timothy, use a little wine because of your stomach and your frequent illnesses. Now, frequent illnesses implies he was a sickly sort of chap who struggled regularly with ill health. We don't know exactly what was wrong with him, but we knew it was frequent. God could have healed him should he wanted to. He could have sorted out his stomach issues but it doesn't tell us that so we assume he didn't and the suggestion is maybe use some wine to make it better. Now I'm not advocating for drinking to cure your illnesses but there's nothing wrong with modern medicine and using it to treat our sickness. For whatever reason that is only known to God he might choose not to do a miracle and he might leave it for us to find another route to healing. He can but has chosen not to. So we're left to deal with this God who can but doesn't but I also believe we need to have the faith to still continue to ask him for miracles of healing, even if we don't see the outcome we want. And to help us through this paradox we seem to have, let's take a look at Jesus. When he was here on earth, he performed many miracles, healing many people. That's one reason why we know it's important to God, because part of his son's purpose and mission on earth was to bring about healing to sick bodies. But he didn't always. He didn't always heal on every occasion that he could of and for good reason. Let's look at the reasons why Jesus didn't perform miracles. Firstly, Jesus refused to perform miracles to prove himself. I don't know if you've ever done or said this, I know I have, God if you could just do this one thing I'll believe you and trust you forever. Newsflash, God doesn't play along with this little game of ours. We might wish he would but he's God and he doesn't have to and he kind of does what he wants. But Jesus gives us a few examples of this. One particular day he's having a conversation with some Pharisees. The Pharisees, a group of people who are against Jesus and they want to stop him teaching and stop people from following him. In the book of Mark, in the Bible, in chapter 8, we find them coming up against Jesus and having this conversation with him. They're trying to catch him out and they wanted a sign. They said to him, give us a sign from heaven. And Jesus sighed deeply and said, why does this generation ask for a sign? Truly, I tell you, no sign will be given. I don't do miracles to prove myself. So reason one, Jesus refused to perform miracles. He didn't do them to prove himself. Secondly, Jesus never did a miracle that interfered with God's ultimate plan. Perhaps the most obvious example of this is when Jesus is arrested, flogged, beaten and sent to the cross to die he could have performed a miracle. He could have stopped that from happening. He could have done some crazy Kung Fu type moves and got away from that tragic destiny. The people around him even taunted him saying he saved others, but he can't save himself. If he comes down, we will believe in him. Yet still he hung there and suffered because Jesus wasn't going to interfere with God's ultimate plan. There was something bigger and greater going on even when the suffering was unbearable, even when he'd rather not have to go through it, Jesus put God's ultimate purpose above his own suffering. Jesus never did a miracle that interfered with God's ultimate plan. I have my own example of this, not quite to the same level mind, but when I was 18, 19 years old I had glandular fever and I had it pretty bad. At the time I was in Croatia doing a gap year and I needed to return home as being there wasn't going to help me get better. I was caring for children during the week, teaching English at a university in the evening and had an active involvement in the local church. And with glandular fever I had such little energy that the smallest task became exhausting. I needed to get home to rest and to get better. I was sat in an airport in Croatia waiting for a flight back to London and some well-meaning Christians who I were with said to me, do you not believe that God could heal you right now in this moment in this airport? As I've already declared this morning, I completely, 100% believe in a God that heals. But I also believe in a God that doesn't heal all the time. And these particular Christian friends were quite pushy and they went on to say, why don't you prove your faith in God by not getting on that plane? Now there's all sorts of wrong in that and I was a little bit taken aback. In fact, it made me want to get on that plane as quick as possible to get away from those nutters. But I knew, even before I went to Croatia, that I wasn't meant to be there and that God had a purpose for me here in the UK. I knew that God was using me being ill to get me back where I was supposed to be. He didn't make me ill, but there was purpose in not healing me. So yes, God doesn't heal all the time because sometimes there's something bigger going on. Jesus never did a miracle that interfered with God's ultimate plan. And thirdly, Jesus didn't do miracles where there was no faith. The accounts of Jesus in the Bible tell us that Jesus traveled around from town to town teaching and performing miracles but when he went to his hometown to the people he grew up with and knew he wasn't received that well and the bible says he didn't do many miracles there why well because of their lack of faith now let me just quickly explain this word faith it can be confusing but in its simplest form it just means having complete trust or confidence in someone or something We have to understand that our faith, our trust or our confidence moves the heart of God. Our faith and belief that God can matters to him. The story is told of a woman who couldn't stop bleeding for 12 years. She seeks out Jesus in a large crowd and in faith reaches out and touches his garment. Jesus turns around as he feels the power leave him and wonders, who's just touched me? He turns to her and says, daughter, your faith has healed you. A man with leprosy falls at the feet of Jesus and worships him. Jesus says to him, rise, your faith has healed you. A blind man who can't even see Jesus pleads him to have mercy on him, and Jesus' reply, well, he says, go, your faith has healed you. Our faith, our belief moves the heart of God. What about your faith? Could it be that your faith could heal you? How big is your faith? Is your faith big enough that moves the heart of God? Or would God look at you and say, really, is that all you've got? Is that really all you trust me with? To find you a parking space when you need it? To bless your food as you eat it? To help you find your keys around the house? Maybe you're new to this church gig and you're thinking, what faith, I don't believe any of this and I've not asked God for anything yet. I think sometimes God must get really frustrated with us when we ask him for the small stuff and we fail to fall at his feet with the big things, the things that really matter to us, the things that keep us awake from night that cause our suffering but there's good news because Jesus had something to say about that too Jesus' disciples, his close friends were trying to perform a miracle one time there was this boy who had seizures and went crazy sometimes falling into the river and the dad brought him to Jesus saying your friend's over there, they could do nothing please Jesus do something Jesus orders a demon out of the boy and the boy is well again but it's a bit embarrassing for the disciples Jesus is pretty cross with them and they turn to him and ask why couldn't we do that? And here's the bit that Jesus says to them and the same thing he says to us today. You don't have enough faith, Jesus told them. I tell you the truth, if you had faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. Now the mustard seed is one of these tiniest, most insignificant seeds found in the Middle East. A fast-growing herb, the mustard seed grows up to 10 feet tall in just a few short months, demonstrating its striking example of the potential of a small, insignificant seed. The same can be said of faith. Where there's a tiny bit of faith, it can grow to immense proportions, spreading its influence far and wide and benefiting those who come into contact with it. A seed does nothing until it's planted but after that it can overcome obstacles, move rocks and continue to grow and grow. Seeds are persistent, they never give up. Where there's faith, there is a way. The other thing I want to say about faith though is that our faith isn't dependent on what God does, but rather our faith should be based on who God is. You might be thinking, I don't really have much faith in God and his ability to do miracles because I've not seen it for myself. But this is often where we get faith confused. Our faith isn't dependent on what God does in the moment to a specific request. Out of faith we can pray something and God does the miraculous but also you can pray something in faith and God says you know what I don't have to prove myself right now I am still God or maybe he says yeah you know what that would be convenient and nice for you if I did this right now here for you but there's something else you don't see I am God I have something greater planned. Even if it might hurt you right now, it might grieve you, it might cause you more pain than you've ever been through. But trust me, because I'm preparing something better for you. I am God. God's apparent reluctance to heal us in the moment can leave us questioning the goodness of who he is. But it's not about what he does for us today, nor what he will do tomorrow, but the fact that he loved you and I enough to send his son to this earth to die for us. That hasn't and doesn't change. Our faith has to be based on the character and goodness of a God and a Father who sacrificed his son for you, not what he will do for you today or what he hasn't done for you in the past. The highest purpose of Jesus' coming, it wasn't to heal our bodies, but his purpose was to save our souls. It's not that he doesn't heal our bodies, but his highest purpose wasn't that, it was to make us in a right relationship with God, his Father, the ultimate healing. The Bible tells us the story of a group of guys who have a sick friend who they need to get to Jesus. They rock up at this house party of sorts that is rammed to the doors and beyond and Jesus can't even be seen let alone talk to. So these determined mates climb up onto the roof and decide to dig a hole in that roof and lower their friend right there in front of Jesus. Now that's an example of radical faith. And what does Jesus do? Well he heals him. But even before that he does something else. He forgives his sins. Before he does anything to his body, before he even touches it, he says to this man that's appeared through the ceiling, your sins are forgiven. All those things you've done wrong in the past are dealt with. Then he goes on to heal his body. Jesus' highest calling wasn't to heal our body, but to save our souls. And so you can pray with the faith that you have, whether that's as big as a mountain or as small as a mustard seed. We pray in faith, believing that God can and God will heal our bodies. But when he doesn't, it doesn't change who he is, because he's already done for you more than anyone else could ever do. But let me just go full circle as we come to finish. I've taken us on a journey this morning that started with a God who heals. We've gone through why he might not heal and what we do with that. But you might be sat listening to this, either live or on catch-up, and you need a healing miracle right now in your life, either for yourself or for someone close to you. And I want to finish with an opportunity for you to ask God, the God of the universe, for the miraculous today. Wherever you are, if you need a healing miracle today, I want to invite you to ask for one. In faith, to believe that God can heal you. Whether you're bringing faith as small as a mustard seed, or faith that didn't even exist till right now, or even a giant-like faith, I'm gonna ask you to pray and hold out your hands. There's nothing significant or magic about that. It's just a posture that says you're willing to invite God to do something. In the same way, there's nothing magic about the laying on of hands when we pray for healing. It just symbolizes God's power that can work through our body. I'm going to pray and invite the God who heals to come and to do what you need him to do right now. But you know what? God doesn't just heal physically our bodies. The Bible says God binds up or heals the brokenhearted and heals our wounds. Maybe you're hurting in that way, you've been a victim of abuse and there's been emotional pain afflicted on you. Maybe you don't just need healing in your body, but you need deep emotional healing deep down in here. So with your hands held out, let's pray in faith with whatever size faith you have we're going to believe in a God that will do a miracle of healing today for you. Father I will invite you to come, come in your power and touch those bodies of those whose hands are held out to you right now. You did it many years ago, you do it today and we stand believing that you will heal right now. Father, heal those bodies, I pray. And Lord, take our unbelief, take our small mustard seed faith and turn it into something great because we choose to believe and trust in you right now that you can do this. Amen. That's all for this week. Thanks once again for joining us. We'd love to keep the conversation going, so why not check out Forge Church UK on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Or go online at forgechurch.com where you can watch other content, find a next step, give financially, or see any details of what's currently going on in and around the Forge. We're looking forward to you joining us next time.